Hi, and welcome to HFC. Welcome to part eight of the identity series. This series or this episode is titled, I am blessed with grace. One of the key things about having an identity and identifying in, in what God has for you is the fact that, and I feel like people miss this, there is a, a key kind of identifier when someone is fully you know, with Christ because they're not the same. And that's the important part because we are blessed with grace. Uh, there's a verse. The verse is 1 John chapter 4, 11 through 12. It says, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. The full expression part is what I'd like to highlight because it's it's talking about the the fact that as you're found in God and as you begin to experience and, and just kind of realize the love that he has for you, the love that he has for you is brought <clears throat> to full expression in us. Meaning when people look at us and see us, they should see love. They should see God's love through us. That's sometimes why I've had people tell me, even when I wasn't um, doing my best, because I was always raised in church. I've had people tell me like, why are you so nice? And I always had people... Um, kind of drawn to talking to me. And this isn't me like patting myself on the back. I never got it. I'm just like, what do you mean? This is just how I was raised to talk. Like you listen to people, you share guidance. Um, you don't want to pay back anger with anger. You want to return kindness instead. You want to turn the other cheek, watch your temper, that kind of stuff. And I, I guess a lot of times people were always kind of confused about why I was saying the things that I was saying. Because in the world, we always kind of have that mindset of, oh, if someone's rude to you, you need to be rude back. Like we need to blow it up and make it this whole big thing and we need to get what we we deserve slash what we earn and it's up to us and we need to be on top of it and we need to be demanding it and we need to get what we what um we need to get what we're entitled to. But so many times the Bible says, you know, don't worry about if someone hurts you. Let me take care of you, God says. God says, let me be the one to um bring justice to you. Don't go looking for justice yourself. Let me be the the one who does it for you, the one that fights your battles. And the main part is that as we find ourselves more and more in God, that we are being changed, we are being transformed, and that people should begin to see something different in us. They should begin to see someone who is no longer how they used to be, but someone who is expressing God's love in everything that they do in the work that they do, in their relationships, in their conversations, sharing the love and 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 mercy that God has shared with you to other people. And like I said, I, I used to have people like ask me like, why are you so nice? Or tell me that they like talking to me because they always thought I was a good listener or any stuff like that. Just they always felt like more comfortable talking to me. And even then I still get that with some of my kids and a lot of this stuff that's coming out in like social emotional like learning and stuff. I'm like, I didn't learn that in social emotional learning. I learned that through the Bible. I learned that with my experiences with God. Sometimes directly, like people were told me, oh, this is how you should act because this is what the Bible says. But sometimes it was literally just through my own experiences with God. And I, I would remember and I'm like, well, I remember God doing this to me or, or showing me this when I was stressed out or whatever. And I don't say the verses because I'm not allowed to say that um, in my school, but I do share the, the lessons with my students. I'm like, you should be kind to one another because 
we all have bad days, that kind of thing. And and just showing grace and mercy and turning the other cheek, that kind of stuff. I'm always just speaking that stuff into them and and sharing with them. And it's not directly related to a verse because I can't say that um, in school, but I do share what God taught me. And I, I tried to do my best. And I'm not going to lie, I don't always do it, but I try to do my best to extend grace and mercy. And I know a lot of people who are way better at it than me. I mean, I even have my selfish moments and I can always tell when I'm going through a rough time, because I start to realize like, wow, I was actually really rude to that person, or I wasn't that kind to that person. And and reason being is as we find ourselves and we identify with the identity that Christ has for us, we should be changed. We shouldn't be acting the same. Um, I'm going to share another verse. It comes from Acts chapter two. It's Acts chapter two, verse 42 through 46. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Which is yet another great example of how having the grace of God begins to change us. It begins to kind of change the way that we're geared. It changes what we focus on. It changes how we look at each other, not looking at each other because I, I want to get what I'm owed. I'm going to get what I deserve, but looking at each other as, as, as people who are struggling, as people who need love and mercy, realizing that and having our eyes opened. I, I think we've talked about this before, but that as we come into Christ, our eyes are opened. We begin to see people as Christ sees us and, and realize that some of the things that are coming against us aren't necessarily those people, but the struggles that they're dealing with. And, and we begin to realize that we used to be the exact same way, that we used to be hard and we used to be rough and we used to be selfish and we used to act that way because we knew no other way. But as we begin to treat others with kindness, they begin to be drawn to us and and, and a question like, why is this person so kind? Why is this person so nice? Like, why are they this way? And I've had people like, oh, they've looked at me and they've thought I was, um, it used to happen a lot in high school. They, they used to look at me and they thought I was like a jerk or something because I kind of wasn't great at smiling. Um, but as they got to know me, they realized it was really nice and, and they would just kind of like get confused. And then later on, they realized that I was a Christian and they were like, oh, wow. Like, I feel like to them that kind of explained it. Like, oh, it's because you're a Christian. And I've, I've had similar experiences with other people. I'm like, why is this person so nice? Um, I've had experiences with like with coworkers like that. I'm like, why is this person so nice? Why are they so caring? And then one day they'll, and I'm not saying that what we wear decides whether or not we're a Christian, but they happened to wear a, um, a little bracelet that said, that had a Bible verse on it, like a little rubber band bracelet. And I was like, that's why, because they're a Christian. And it just like everything made sense because I was always wondering how that person had so much peace and how were they how they were so kind and how they were so good at working with the students and how they were so nice. And at that point, I was still working at getting closer to God. So my patience was very, it wasn't thin, it was better than some people, but it was still not quite where it is to this day. And and I do believe that God put me in my job because it has helped me to build patience, both with students, kids, and, and adults, like working with adults. And it's just built my patience because so many times I've wanted to blow up and I'm like, and I've had to hold my tongue and it's I've had to ask for peace because if not, I'm, I, I get so stressed out. And in that way, God has begun to begun to build patience in me throughout the past four years that I've worked at my job. I feel like a lot of people just assume 
and they see these these Christians who have been Christians for like forever, and they see like, well, how do they get so nice? How do they get to that point? And you see them, and you're like, wow, God truly is moving in them, and they just kind of expect or I guess assume that that they were always like that. But in actuality, before you've known the love of God and before you've experienced that, it can be actually pretty difficult to, to do that. It can be difficult to love and be nice to one another. Our call to belong to one another and live out God's love is one that doesn't come naturally to us because of the effects of sin. Part of sin is greed, is, is selfishness, is envy, is, is, is adultery and all those things. But as we begin to experience and and know God's love, that begins to change. As we begin to take part and be blessed by grace and blessed with grace, we begin to change and we begin to change into what we first thought was impossible for us. Because we're like, well, I'll never be that nice person. And then one day you're like, wow, you know, I never would have done that. And sometimes you won't even say that yourself. Sometimes other people will point it out to you. They're like, wow, I'm, uh, thank you. I didn't expect that from you. Or wow, I didn't realize, um, you know, you were this helpful or something. And and you begin to realize, wow, God really is making a difference in me. I remember, I mean, it's it's not hard to remember just if if the longer that you're a Christian, the more you see the changes in you. And at first, honestly, I feel like you're not really aware of it because I remember when I was first starting off as a Christian, I was kind of like someone who was in and out and I just wanted to, to leave. And I just, I was like exhausted because I felt like practicing to be who God had called me to be per the Bible was very difficult. I was always exhausted. I was tired and I wanted to get out of, and I wanted to get out of an area so that I didn't have to do what God had called me to do, which is be kind, giving and all that stuff. I was like, okay, as long as I leave and nobody asked me for anything, then God can't fault me for that because I'm not there. And then just the more that I spent time with God, the more or the less quickly I wanted to leave. And the more I had this desire to be part of a Christian community. Uh, still kind of hampered by that because I'm not that um, social, but I'm still drawn to it. And I'm still drawn to to being nice and to seeing how I can help someone else out. And I didn't used to have that. I'm not saying it because I'm bragging. I'm just saying I know for a fact that I didn't used to have that because I used to be a very selfish um, isolated person. Like I didn't trust anybody. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to be alone because I'd been hurt and I didn't I didn't have that love for people anymore that I used to have when I was a child. The point I'm trying to make is that in the beginning, when we're born, our hearts are stained with sin, greed, lust, pride, and selfishness. And because of that sin, it's very difficult for us to love each other, to uplift one another. But as we begin to know God's grace and God's love, as it says in 1 John 4, 11 through 12, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. As we begin to just know God's love, we begin to form a new identity. And through our new identity, the sin that once stained our hearts and our soul and our mind no longer has that power over us. So we're able to begin loving and caring for one another. And God continues and begins to change who we are and, and how we act. One of the most important things about this verse is that giving and loving one another is evidence of God's grace and presence in our life. It is sin that causes us to be self-serving and God who calls us to serve others. It is not a natural calling to be giving and loving and caring. And there are some people who, I don't want to say naturally, but they've been raised that way because because their parents taught them that way. And, and the, the Bible does talk about that there are natural blessings that people have over them. I'd like to believe that these natural gifts of of giving and, and caring would be enhanced and magnified as we find ourselves more and more in Christ. Because we do know that God enhances gifts that are naturally present in other people. And lastly, before we end this, I just want to read one more verse. It's John chapter 17, verse 20 through 26. It says, this verse is actually a prayer from Jesus to all believers. It says, my prayer is not for them alone. 
I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. And the world will know that you sent me, and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am, and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them, and will continue to make you known, in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and that I myself may be in them. This is once again exemplifying the fact that we do have grace, we do have God's love, and we are forgiven. But there's, just kind of going with last week, there's more to it than just having grace. There's more to it than just being blessed with grace. There's more to it than just having freedom and and God's love. There's a responsibility that comes with it. As it says in that verse, we are kind of called, or we are called, not just to have God's love and to have God's grace and to have God within us, but we are called to be the lights in the world so that people will come to know God through our actions, through who we are. More specifically, it says in verse 23, I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Just talking about the fact that the purpose of, of being blessed with this grace is, and this love is so that not only so that we may be in Jesus, but by being brought to that unity, by identifying in who, by identifying in the identity that God has for us, that the world will know, the people in the world and the world itself will know that Jesus was sent by God. And that through this knowing, through seeing it within each and every one of us, the Christians who have identified with the identity that God has for us, they will come to know God and will be drawn to God. This is similar to um, one of the previous verses we talked about, where we talked about the importance of, of you know, how just you being saved can touch the lives of people around you because they begin to see you and they begin to see the light and and just your presence alone can make a difference if you are filled with Christ. So if you learned anything this week, I don't want to make it too long because it really, it was kind of simple this week, but simple, I guess, to know, hard to enact, that we are called to show grace to one another, that we are called to, to kind of live a life of Christ so that others may be drawn to Christ through seeing our actions, to seeing how we act and how we respond to things. Anyway, as always, let's go ahead and end this with a prayer. Dear God, thank you for your grace and sacrifice that have saved me from my sin. I ask that you give me the strength to fight my natural inclinations to sin. Help me to remember to live boldly in my new identity as your child, the one whom you love, as clothed in Christ as one who has been forgiven. Give me the strength to live out of grace rather than our own self-centeredness. Give me an understanding and recognition of the sin that is present in my life. Remind me that as a child of God, I have authority bestowed upon me to rebuke these sins, to overcome these sins. For I remember, Lord, that you have overcome the world. Give me an understanding and recognition of your grace's presence in my life. Help me to be bold in responding to your call to live life together and loving as Christ loves us. Help me to love others as you have loved me. Lord, lead me from temptation and forgive me of my sins. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hi, and thank you for listening to HFC this week. I hope that you're enjoying the identity series so far and that you're just continuing to, you know, ask God to reveal to you how you can further identify with the identity that he's prepared for you. 
this week, I just pray for God to show you how he's changed you and show you how he'd like to change you because sometimes we're actively fighting against it without knowing it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a God-blessed week. Bye. Thank you.